whenever I'm at my lowest, whenever I've had those, those nights, those weeks, those months where I'm like, nothing is going right. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? How can I not solve this problem? I don't quit. I don't get off the roller coaster. And I know that sooner or later, I'm going to hit a peak. There's going to be a moment that, that makes it all worth it. Right. And so I, we, we, in the military, we talked about hunting for the good stuff, right? You have to, you have to look for the good moments. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Inspired, the podcast where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and innovators who are changing the game in their respective industries. Before we dive into it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and follow us on Spotify so you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes and content coming your way. In life, we all have different types of callings, and a big part of it is figuring out the value you can add to society. What is the role that you want to play in this day and age in order to make the world a better place? Sometimes it's through service, sometimes it's through creation, and in this case, we have an alignment of both. I'm very fortunate to have made a new friend and someone who is looking to make the world a bit of a healthier place in his own kind. And today we're going to welcome the CEO of a company called OverEasy, a delicious breakfast bar, a snack, a meal that helps you get through the day, start your day, and has all the different types of flavors that you could want when you're going about your healthy lifestyle. And so Kyle's story is fantastic. I'm very excited to introduce the father, executive, founder, former military man. Please welcome none other than the CEO of OverEasy, Mr. Kyle Maggard. How are you today, sir? Hey, Jonathan. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's a pleasure. I, I got to say, I'm a fan of the product. I have picked it up myself and like I tried the different flavors. It's definitely helped me either start my day or at the end of the day when I want a snack after dinner, it's been on point, man. So I got to say awesome job on the product. Thank you. It's certainly a lot of hours went into it. So I'm, I'm glad you're liking it. So let's actually kind of start there. What do you mean a lot of hours went into it? <laughs> so I created the recipes myself. Um, and I love to cook and, uh, I, I went on Pinterest and food blogs as for inspiration for the product. Um, but I went to whole foods to get all of our ingredients. Um, and it took me about 15 months to create the recipe myself. Um, I was a new father at the time, I was a full-time student in business school and, um, you know, every single night I'd come home from, from class, spend some time with my son. And then just log the hours in my kitchen, trying every different recipe um, to make something that was delicious, first and foremost, delicious, uh, but uh, very clean, simple ingredients, something that you would, a bar that you would want to make yourself if you had the time. Uh, we just wanted to make it easy for you. Where did the motivation even come up with a product like this come from? So I, gotta, I guess I got to take you back. Uh, to, to how I got into it. Um, I, I was, like you, you said, I was in the army. I was in the military. Uh, I did my undergrad at West Point, uh, served six years active duty in the army. Um, and then I went to business school because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I spent the first 
six months out of the military, uh, transitioning into business school. My oldest son, who's now five, was was born that summer. Uh, this is summer of 2018. Uh, and I really focused every day on, on figuring out what company I, I wanted to start. And I looked at it through the lens of what problem do I want to solve? Uh, so uh, you, you talked about it on, in the intro, uh, this commitment to service, something obviously every, everybody in the military has. Uh, it didn't stop there for me. Right? I just wanted to you know, find a way to continue to you know, serve, serve my country, make the world a better place, uh, solve a problem through entrepreneurship. Um, and so I was kind of going through like, what big problem am I passionate about? What problems am I facing in my own life as well uh, that you know, millions of other people might be facing? And I really got hooked on the broken food industry. And that, um, you know, America faces this health crisis and, um, you know, despite every invention, you know, every advancement in technology, advancement in medicine, uh, every year Americans get a little fatter and sicker. And, uh, it's because we are what we eat and, you know, millions of, of people every day start their day with, uh, you know, a donut or a muffin or toaster strudel. And I'm a big believer in that, uh, in order to live a healthy life, it starts with a healthy morning every single day. And, you know, that was something that I internalized when I was in the military. I was an athlete before I was, I was in the army, um, obviously caring about what I was putting in my body because it was affecting my performance. You know, and I looked around and I, I analyzed the breakfast category in, in particular and realized that what people are starting their day with is just not good enough, right? It's very difficult to be a healthy person when you're eating a Pop-Tart or a muffin or a toaster strudel or mini muffins, you know, every single morning. Um, and so what I wanted to give people was the convenience of like a, um, of a bar, but with the nutrition of a bowl of oatmeal. And so... Um, that was the mindset that I went into with, uh, into creating the product with, how do I put a bowl of oatmeal into a bar? So I, you know, started with organic oats as our protein, as our, uh, foundation, you know, use natural nut butters. I knew I wanted to, com uh, stay committed to like clean and simple ingredients. So I was using honey. Um, but a lot of the inspiration came from homemade recipes I found on Pinterest and food blogs, because again, I wanted to give people everything that you would make in your own kitchen but just make it convenient uh, and with the portability of a bar so you could have a healthy start when you're running late to class in the morning or you're on your morning commute or you could give your kid you know, something healthy as you're shuffling them off on the school bus. So that was really the inspiration behind the product. It's a commendable mission and definitely not an easy one, especially one that's dominated by corporate giants. And, you know, like you said, is, you know, they're, they're putting our society in a very tenuous position where we're forced to make decisions that we think are healthy, but ultimately compromise our health because we're not focused on what good carbohydrates are, what healthy fats are, what good protein looks like, combination on the go, clean ingredients. That really is unfortunately misguided due to lack of education and the like. I'm going to push the throttle a bit on this and challenge you just because I can. And I, I, for better or worse, have an affinity for the nutrition space in general. There's some literature out there and some influencers out there, some PhDs out there that are kind of against oatmeal 
as a healthy product. What do you say to those naysayers? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously going to be opinions on on everything, right? I, I will say that um, when I was an athlete, when I was in the army, oatmeal was like the go-to for a healthy start, right? Um, because it's oatmeal is a complex carb. Oats are a complex carb. It takes your body a long time to break them down. Uh, there, obviously, if you have oats that uh, are um, quick oats that are already broken down before your body ingests them. They can, that can lead to a spike in your blood sugar. But we used, we used whole grain rolled oats, which take your body a longer time to process them, to digest them. And so from our product, um, we've even gotten you know, feedback from uh, consumers that wear continuous glucose monitors, uh, that the product does not spike your blood sugar, which obviously is a big concern for, um, for consumers or you know, for those that, that, that doubt the benefits of oatmeal. Um, you know, one of the reasons that they criticize it is because, or quick oats is because, uh, those types of oats, which we do not use can, uh, lead to a spike in blood sugar. Uh, we also use glyphosate free oats, organic glyphosate free oats. Um, so obviously you've heard of, you know, the, the roundup, uh, debacle and, um, you know, uh, concern around, um, glyphosates and with the product and pesticides with the product. Uh, we are 100% committed to organic glyphosate-free oats. So uh, we are certainly pro-oat, I'll say. Uh, you know, I think it's a great start for people um, looking to uh, start the day on the right foot. Um, and I also like to think like my mentality with nutrition in general is um, if we are approaching it through the mindset, and, and we use honey as you know, as our sweetener, right? Natural sweetener, but of course, honey is sugar. Um, if we think that we're going to get everybody to be eating at the level of a top nutritionist or dietitian, we're lying to ourselves. We need to get people off of a muffin that has 56 grams of sugar, right? Or off of a pop tart or off of a toaster strudel and stop drinking soda, right? So like our product and our brand is very much for people who are looking for cleaner, healthier food that is also convenient and that is also going to taste good as well. So uh, there are like, you know, we are, uh, we are not a performance product, right? Like people are eating over easy before you uh, go for a run or something, but it's not a 20 gram of protein, one gram of sugar product. Like we want to be a wholesome, healthy snack that you can have, you know, in your morning, you can have, you know, in the evening, uh, that you can pair with a cup of coffee, but that you can feel really good about eating because it is very clean, simple ingredients. I will go on record saying I am an oatmeal guy. I am not shy about that, which is a big part of the alignment here. I mean, this product in particular relative to a bowl of oatmeal, the calories across the board and all the different flavors are between 220, 230 calories, protein from 8 to 10 grams, 7 to 10 grams, carbs. Don't really go higher than 27 grams and no cholesterol. Fats are right in that healthy range of 10 to 12 grams. So from a macronutrient perspective in the fiber, also the intake is six to eight grams. That is just fantastic. Macros across the board for a snack. I can give what, I mean, take it from someone like me. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I like to train, you know, I like to eat and 
ultimately when it comes to the products that I put in my body, I keep it clean across the board. And I also only bring on people that I align with in terms of, you know, values and, you know, taste. Obviously, there's a variety of flavors here, but I personally really like the peanut butter dark chocolate. I'm going to try the toasted coconut after I eat dinner tonight. There you go. Or ultimately, I think that, you know, what, what's interesting about nutrition in general is there's so many different perspectives, right? What, what the industry, I think, is headed towards is this, you know, peeling back the, the curtain of seeing how bad and, and the negative effects of certain ingredients like a corn syrup or, or just the, the soy and dairy we can, you know, differentiate on. But the neutrality of a dairy-free product is definitely something that you'll find in, in the over-easy bar. But now focusing on you for a second rather than the product, and forgive me if I have my facts misaligned, I don't believe I do. You said you went, you went to school, right, after, after the military. Yes. So Harvard Business School for, for, for a hot second, you dropped out. I did. <laughs> I want to explore this a bit. Yeah. How did you make that decision confidently and make the bet on yourself to go start a company after dropping out from arguably one of the top business schools in the country? Um, a lot of people have asked me that. And quite frankly, I've asked myself that a lot uh, as well. And obviously, in making the decision, you know, it was, it was a tough decision. Um, I went to business school for one one reason, and that was to um, to start a business, to become an entrepreneur. Um, I was going to use those two years to explore different, you know, fields, industries, and find the problem that I wanted to solve. Uh, but very, it was very obvious to me that. When I left business school, I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was going to start a company. Um, it just happened a lot faster than I thought it was going to. And um, you know, when I was thinking that you know, uh, I'll, I'll have the idea upon graduation, maybe I will have worked on it for a few months. Um, I started over easy only a few months into business school, and I'm just an all-in kind of guy. Um, so I wasn't going to just be working on this. Um, I, I knew that I could not be successful if this was going to be a part-time ordeal for me. Um, at the time, you know, I was a, um, a student. I was a husband, still am, father, still am, uh, and an entrepreneur. And I, I was just thinking, hey, I can't do all four of these successfully. You know, I'm wearing myself thin. Um, I am going to sacrifice something here. And the only thing, of course, I was willing to sacrifice was school. And so for me, like the decision was um, go, go all in on over easy. I came what I, uh, I got what I, I came for with business school. And then the mindset of how am I going to drop out of business school when, of course, you know, Harvard Business School, it's a fantastic place, um, was I'm going to bet on myself because if, no, if I can't bet on myself, then how can I expect somebody else to? So that was, uh, that was my mindset behind, uh, the decision. I wouldn't change it for the world. I think that, uh, just getting the courage Harvard gave just the, the single mo most important thing I got from Harvard business school was the courage to make that decision that, Hey, I belong here and I can, I can make the decision that, um, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to land on my feet. I'm going to find a way to make this company successful. 
um, and I'm going to do it now. So that was my mindset, still my mindset, uh, and there's no looking back for me. Let's also go in a bit deeper on the courage portion. I talk a lot about courage on this podcast. One of the quotes that resonates with me or one of the sentiments that <clears throat> resonates with me the most is that courage isn't the absence of fear. It's despite its proceeding regardless of that fear. In fact, the fear is what makes us courageous. What fear did you have in that moment? What was that catalyst that helped you make the decision? You know, you talked about how you're all in, right? Yeah. What was the catalyst that, that helped you make the decision to go all in and start this company? Um, I was picturing what my life would be like if I didn't and how unhappy I would be. So before business school, um, I had an amazing opportunity to, to do an internship at Goldman Sachs. So I left the military on a Friday. Uh, I was in boots on a Friday. I was in a suit the following Monday in, in New York. Um, and it was a fantastic experience. And I already knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and that I didn't want to be a banker, but, um, I wanted to see what that world was like, you know, um, and, you know, being a new dad and, um, you know, being a husband and, and, um, having worked so hard to get to business school, I knew that the decision to turn down a potential job in finance or consulting, which is a common destination for a lot of, you know, MBA graduates was going to be really difficult if I waited until the end of, uh, until, until graduation, that it was going to be really difficult as a father of a, you know, two-year-old to say, okay, now I'm going to start my company. And I just had the fear that one day I would be 50 and never, you know, given myself the shot to do what I have always wanted to do, build my own business and become an entrepreneur, you know, and that it was going to be the easier road was going to be continuing to go down the expected path. Um, and I didn't want to set myself up like that. Um, I also think that for me, it was the, the, the fear, uh, was, was, uh, not betting on myself and one day regretting it, you know, to having worked so hard to, uh, get, go to West Point, um, and, and Harvard business school and, and be successful in the army. Um, and then. Uh, never really betting on myself to go do my own thing. Like I knew I could not live like that. So um, I agree with the sentiment that courage is, is really the acting in the face of fear. Uh, and that was, that was it for me. Seeing your life, what it could be versus what is. I hope the audience takes a second to do that for themselves, whatever situation they're in right now, or they're questioning, like, hey, is this what I want my life to look like if I continue down the path that I'm on, even if I have all the branding, even if I have all the credentials and the resume and I've checked all the boxes? We're looking at a very high-achieving individual right now. West Point graduate, Harvard Business School, family to take care of, Young man at the time, not even 
72 hours after leaving the military did he start an internship working for another premier company. I mean, honestly, I think when it comes to these types of decisions, something else that I've been wrestling with lately and playing with is that the best sides of who we are exist on the other side of our most difficult decisions. When it came to starting work like 72 hours after, like you didn't want to give yourself a break, where was your head at in that whole timeline? Well, I'll say I wish I had a say in the matter, right? So my last day in the military happened to be the Friday before the first day of my internship. Yeah, I, I will say that jumping all in, right, with, with the business and going from being a new father to transitioning to, to business school to starting over easy, I, I feel like that's just been my mentality since, since I was young, right, is I'm trying to think. That's a great question. I guess I kind of foiled it when I said that. I didn't have, really have a choice on jumping from the military right to business school, so... We come back to that one. I think part of it is, and the reason I ask it is because I had a similar timeline. I'm former okay. Israeli military. I spent two years serving over there. Three days after I graduated high school, I enlist. And after I discharged, I would say it was maybe a week where I had left the military and then I started working for the, at the time, New Jersey Nets in an internship position. Okay in partnership marketing, and then proceeded to also get my pilot's license, where I've also brought on a couple of guests that I've met from uh, flight school that also went on to go. I don't know if you're familiar with a company called Happy Foodie. Yes. Yeah. So that's my buddy that actually started that Sam Rockwell. He's been on, he's been on the pod. And so he's also a pilot. And another friend of mine who is a uh, captain of a G5. And so I just was kind of, I would say, put in a position to also focus on achieving more, even if I didn't have much of a say in the matter, right? But you still have to go and achieve those things, right? You still have to go and put in the work. So what was the adjustment like going from active military to just wearing a suit? And then like you said, you always knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. I mean, walk us through how you rationalize all those different emotions and started to focus and organize yourself to a point where you could actually be effective. It wasn't an easy process. I'll say that. It was definitely a big period of growth. I mean, the biggest difference from the military to entrepreneurship is in entrepreneurship, no one's telling you what to do. And I was, I was a captain in the army, so certainly was, was not the most junior person in my unit and was, was giving guidance and and leadership to providing leadership to my unit, but you're still always someone giving, giving you orders, right? There's someone who has worn the uniform before you, or that is a rank above you, who is telling you, you know, providing you guidance, providing you advice, very directly giving you orders, right? So you're falling in on this huge machine that has existed for 230 years. And there are certainly, there are uncertain moments within that experience. Of course, that's just the nature of the military. But when it comes to the day-to-day -day job, uh, the unit is already established before you get there. Somebody has already led it before you, you lead it. 
And so it's not a completely foreign experience. With entrepreneurship, there's no one there to tell you what to do. And that's probably the hardest thing is doing something for the first time is fantastic and that you get to create something from nothing and you get to do it your way and think of a way that maybe somebody else hasn't before and add something new to the world. But I certainly missed <laughs> having that guidance and having that structure of like, okay, here's how you do a good job, right? Here's what you do to get to the next level. This is what success looks like. And especially coming from West Point where for four years, that was my life, just training to become a second lieutenant and go into the military, right? Entrepreneurship is just like diving headfirst into the unknown and trying to figure it out. And that was certainly the biggest challenge of I'm an independent person. I am an engineer. I love to solve problems and figure things out. It was extremely difficult and still is sometimes. My mindset has changed around it where I surround myself with fantastic people. But it is very difficult to, to be on your own and not have that direction when it was just so core to who I was and so core to the life I lived in the military to now, okay, here you are, Kyle, you're starting this company. I was a solo founder. Go ahead and go, right? Just completely opposite ends of the spectrum from the military. Pardon the interruption for this episode. We have a quick word from our sponsors and then we're right back to the show. The Inspired Speaker Formula just dropped. A formula to help you break free from speaking anxiety and stage fright. I designed this course based on overcoming my own fears of getting on stage. Caught in my own head, I was only thinking about my feelings rather than the message that I had to offer. It's about showing up for everyone else in the room and delivering in a way that brings value to your audience. That's what this course is about, how to pick your theme, theory, and thesis, and normalize your fears around public speaking so you can do it in a way that captures and keeps your audience's attention. As someone who struggled with learning disabilities growing up, this course is the solution that I needed, and now I'm offering it to you. You can catch the course on Udemy or InsideTheInspired.com, where you can also earn a special gift from me to you just use the access code INSPIRED. That's right. Head over to InsideTheInspired.com to go check it out. All right, let's get back to the show. So I'm sure along the way, a lot of people told you this isn't a good idea. No, you should not do this. Maybe just stick the corporate, yeah. the corporate avenue. How do you manage your mindset? You talked about going all in, right? How do you... Is going all in enough to help you manage those emotions? Could you... Let, let, let's say there's someone out there right now who's struggling to make that decision to go all in. How do they handle the people that are going to continually say no to them? And then on top of it, I guess the next question would be just so I don't lose a sequence of thoughts. In those moments where you're doubting yourself the most when you've actually made the decision and you have people that are telling you it was a bad decision and now you're experiencing negative feedback, in real time when things aren't going so well as I imagine you you experienced as every entrepreneur has been indoctrinated by that type of experience, how do you proceed? Great questions. Yeah, there were quite a few people, myself included, who were like, what are you doing? Right? So I had gone from these very prestigious institutions, um, West Point, Cambridge, the Army, uh, an internship at Goldman Sachs, Harvard Business School, 
to dropping out and chopping peanuts at like two in the morning to like make these recipes, right? So, you know, that moment of like, oh my God, what am I doing, right? Where um, it was just so foreign to me that I was on my own and I was, you know, just creating recipes in my kitchen with a business that like really didn't exist yet. It was just an idea. Um, those are tough times. And the mentality that I adopted uh, that I, I share with, with other people who are going through a similar or on a similar journey is you can only have the high moments when you have low moments as well, right? And I think of this journey as a roller coaster. You can only get to the top when you have enough momentum coming up from the bottom. And so like that has been my reality over the past now five years working on this business is that whenever I'm at my lowest, whenever I've had those, those nights, those weeks, those months where I'm like, nothing is going right. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? How can I not solve this problem? I don't quit. I don't get off the roller coaster. And I know that sooner or later, I'm going to hit a peak. There's going to be a moment that, that makes it all worth it. Right. And so I, we, we, in the military, we talked about hunting for the good stuff, right? You have to, you have to look for the good moments, look for those moments that of encouragement to celebrate, to not like be so enclosed about, about the challenges of entrepreneurship, to celebrate even the smallest wins and to find a support network who people who are, you're just your closest friends for me. Of course, it was my wife my family, my like closest friends from the military and uh, from high school and former hockey players with me to just vent to sometimes because it's tough. And I wish there was a, oh, uh, a certain mindset that would just make it. You could just completely turn off the negativity, but sometimes you just got to live with it. And sometimes you just got to keep, keep going. You know, and I think that is like the mindset that I've always had that has allowed me to stay on that roller coaster is just never quit. Don't get off. Cause it's, it, it'll keep going and it'll get better. And I've had those moments in my journey, like the most significant moment thus far in my five years has not been when we you know, we're in Whole Foods now and we're in Wegmans, we're in 3000 different grocery stores across the country. And we have an awesome team. One time I was on a flight from San Francisco to us, uh, to Seattle for work. And the woman next to me asked me what I did. I said, oh, I worked for a snack bar company. She goes, oh, which one? I said, over easy. And she goes, I love your bars, pulls one out of her book bag right next to me. And we're still a small business and we were even smaller at that moment. And I had been through so many tough times, like just getting the product out of my kitchen to a commercial kitchen, to a contract manufacturer. And that one moment of that woman saying, hey, I love your product. My kids love it. My husband loves it was worth it to me, right? It was like, wow, this is... That's, that's the good stuff, right? So it makes like those, those valleys that much easier because the peak is coming. So that's been my, my mindset, my mindset. That's what I try to share with other people, but it's a tough, it's a tough journey. Can't lie. That's one of those divine moments. I feel like every entrepreneur deserves, but not necessarily gets to experience because they don't stick with it long enough. Yeah. As we round this thing out, there's a question that I pose to all my guests that I'm not going to pose to you. If the future version of yourself from 10 years from now, assuming he's in that ideal spot, were to fly in and offer you some advice in order to get there, what do you think he would say to you? Enjoy the journey. I think it is easy 
and I and I uh, I fall into this trap a lot to be so focused on the destination, to be so focused on creating a a brand that is a household brand, right? That hundreds of millions of people enjoy every day or every week. Um, that you know, I have that vision in my head of what Over Easy is going to be ten years from now. That it, sometimes it's easy to miss. You know, uh, as soon as right right after I say, "Hey, hunt the good stuff," it's sometimes easy to uh, to to gloss over the journey, right? And um, I'm lucky in that I have three beautiful children, you know, and a beautiful wife. And so when I get home, like it's really hard to not enjoy the moments, right? Because <laughs> when a five year old and a two year old are are trying to wrestle you every night, right? You, you just you know that's all you think about. But that is what I have to continuously tell myself is enjoy the journey. And you have to, in order to, you know, to start something from nothing, you have to start at zero. And we are, it's exciting to look back on, on the accomplishments year after year. But in the moment, it is really difficult at times to really enjoy every day, every month. Of, of building a business, especially when really small. As we grow and as we our team grows and as distribution grows, it's a little easier, right? Because we're becoming a little bit more well-known and, and the wins are, are coming more frequently than they did in the first two years. But yeah, that's certainly the, the advice I would give myself. Enjoy the journey. Of course, focus on the destination. You have to have some strategic vision but enjoy the journey because the journey for me is it's more than just building a business. It's being a father, it's being a husband, right? It's living my life, right? Growing as an individual, enjoying the moments that I have together with, with my family, with my team, with my friends, because it, it just won't happen again. Can't go back. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kyle Magger, thank you for coming on the show. Please let everyone know where they could find you, keep up with your journey and find some over easy bars. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. You can find us at Whole Foods. You can find us on Amazon. Find us at Wegmans, Sprouts, Sheets, and soon, hopefully, every grocery store across the country. So thanks a lot, Jonathan. I re really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Anytime. All right. Take care.